And your worth is your worth. Like you're worthy simply because you're breathing air. Like that's just flat out what it is. You're not more or less worthy if you wear lipstick, you put on lashes, or if you don't wear lashes and lipstick for the day, whatever, you're worthy, period. And then when it comes to your business, being able to position your value has a lot to do with first understanding what your value is. And so a lot of people don't know their value, so then they default to trying to position their value by talking a lot about how much time they put into something or how talented they are. From CEO School, it's Wine Down Wednesday. Pour yourself a drink and join us for CEO Happy Hour as we share the messy behind the scenes, straight talk, and real-world advice to help you level up in leadership and in life. Cheers. This episode is sponsored by The Club, a quarterly box and digital monthly community to help you level up in leadership and life. Learn more today at join.theceoschool.co slash the club. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wind Down Wednesday at CEO School. This is your host, Sanira Madani, and I am so excited for today's episode, giving you guys a treat with a behind-the-scenes sneak peek of our fireside chat inside of the club with none other than Maya, Maya Elias, who is a brand strategist, an entrepreneur, a seven-figure business coach, and she's CEO of Built to Impact as well as an incredible apparel line for fitness called Rebellious Fit. Maya, she's built multiple brands and seven-figure businesses, and now she helps entrepreneurs help them find their voice and find their worth. Tune in to today's Wind Down Wednesday, where you're going to learn how to find your voice and also know your worth. I hope you guys enjoyed today's sneak preview with Maya. We had such a fun time in our fireside chat inside of the club where women inside of the club get to be in the room with these incredible mentors. And I'm so excited to share this preview with you guys today and 10 minutes of just incredible gold nuggets that Maya got to share with us. So enjoy. So I'm really excited today to welcome Maya and also have this intimate setting with all of you guys today so that we can all learn from her wonderful experience. Maya, welcome to CEO School's The Club. Yay, Sanera. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you ladies. So excited, Maya. And Maya actually started a second business, which I'm I'm excited to talk about as well. So she is like me. I like to call myself a multi-passionate entrepreneur that has many different passions. So Maya, just for the audience, if you could just kind of give us a little bit about your background, how you got started, a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I would consider myself in the branding space or that's where I started out. Um, and I started in 2008 by making my space pages in college. And, um, I used to make custom MySpace pages in high school and in college. And then when I got to college, somebody offered me $50 to make a custom MySpace page. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I could get paid to do something that I was already doing for fun, already doing for free and already doing for myself. Um, So that is really how I got into the world of entrepreneurship, just somebody simply offering me money. I thought I was going to, you know, go to school, get a good government job, whatever it is that my parents expected of me since I'm first generation American to two Liberian um, immigrant parents. And so, of course, their expectation was that, you know, I would go to school and graduate, get a degree. And, you know, when I 
started doing MySpace pages. Obviously I evolved, started doing websites and stuff like that, started understanding the world of branding. And I eventually dropped out to run a design agency full-time where I was uh, doing uh, web and graphic design, web development, all of that. And then from there, I started transitioning into teaching people how to create content because I recognized a lot of my clients didn't know how to market themselves online. They didn't know how to create content for their websites. And that's how I transitioned into teaching people messaging, um, understanding their messaging, how to sell online. And it's just been such an interesting journey. Like, I can't believe this all started because somebody offered me $50 to create a MySpace page 12 years ago. I'm going to unmute. You never forget your first, like your first paid customer. You never forget your first paid customer. I love that. And then your journey, like it just sounds so, it's so simple, right? It's so simple when you come back and you say, okay, well, Hey, I just, I did MySpace pages. I saw a couple of comments on throwbacks to MySpace. Yes. I want to know what your handles were back in the, the MySpace AOL days. And then just from there kind of learned that, Hey, you can get paid for your passion. I think that was something that um, a lot of us, may, some of us like have like, obviously are starting businesses because we finally experienced it, but some of us really have, we still have side hustles because we haven't really come to that realization that more people will actually pay us. So, so you, you started your websites, then you're transitioning into websites and then you found, Hey, actually my secret sauce is that I'm really great at writing content. There's other people that can do websites, but this is what I'm going to teach. How did the scale happen? So what happened next after you decided, okay, I'm dropping out of school and I'm going to, you know, just focus full time and I'm going to become a business owner. What happened next? Yeah. So I think I, I really found my it thing by following the gap, paying attention to where the gap was. And so I was working um, primarily with women who had like mission-driven businesses or they wanted to make an impact, some type of transformation. The same people that I'm working with now, I accept which uh, making their websites. And so when I started, you know, writing their copy or helping them think through their copy, I recognized that my gifting was in messaging. Like I knew how to take really complex ideas and simplify it for their ideal audience to be able to understand. And I'm like, let me lean into that. And creating content was just something that was fun to me because I started blogging when I was a freelancer and just blogging about like how to build your brand and, um, like just teaching people like how I grew my brand as a freelancer and all of that. So helping my clients with their messaging and then creating my own blog, like that was a way for me to position myself as an expert, even before I was intentionally trying to position myself as an expert. I think a lot of things like it happened as a natural progression. And then I realized, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Let me figure out the actual strategy behind it. So creating content for myself definitely helped me position myself as an expert. And that's when people started trusting me more. They wanted me on podcasts. They wanted me to speak at their conference. And the Periscope years, I don't know if you guys remember Periscope, but that was definitely a huge part of my growth, um, just going on there and giving value and sharing information. And, and that was a big part of me putting myself out there as a personal branding strategist. I absolutely love that. I mean, that is just putting yourself out there is probably one of the hardest things to do. That is like probably one of the biggest feats as um, anyone, even, even when you are, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're listening in today and you're not an entrepreneur, just putting yourself out there 
uh, sometimes it feels so difficult. And what you did was it's actually similar to how I started on Instagram or on social media was just, I just love to share stories. Like I love it. I just, I didn't know I was a content creator. Like now I know that's even like, that's what this is called. Um, but I didn't know I was a content creator. I was just a business owner and I was, I was struggling with some things. I became a new mom. I was writing really, I was writing content that came from my heart that I wanted to share And then people just started resonating with that content. And then I didn't even understand, like I never considered myself an influencer um, until a lot later because I just assumed it was for um, people who, for bloggers who got paid by brands until I'm like, wait, I'm actually having an influence uh, in a very different way. So I resonate with that (laughs) so well. But I think a good lesson for the audience, even before, I love that you didn't have it all figured out. Like, I absolutely love that you didn't have it all figured out. CEO with school was not all figured out. I was just showing up teaching. I didn't even know that I was teaching and it was making an impact. Right, right. I think I'm like realizing there is no figuring it all out. Like, as long as you plan to grow, you have to be comfortable with not knowing all of the answers because you're always going to be entering new territory. Yes, a hundred percent. As long as you're willing to grow and that is a hundred percent having that growth mindset is so important. Okay. So business is growing and now you're double downing on teaching people content. I want to continue on to the story, but are there some things that for new content creators or people that view it, it's so difficult for um, like, what should I, what should I post about? Or there's so many other people doing what I'm, I'm, I don't know how to position myself as an expert. What are some things that you say to somebody like me that asks you that? Yeah. I mean, I would say, especially for those of you who are really passionate about what you do, just pretend you're having a conversation with somebody that you care about and they come to you and they say, how do I, you know, and they're asking you specifically what your expertise is, right? So um, let's say somebody in here is, uh, you teach people how to build wealth, right? And they're like, how do I start saving my money? And because this comes so naturally to you, you're like, oh, well, just do these three things really quickly. And like, that is content right there. Like three ways to start saving more money in 2021, or somebody comes to you and maybe they are, maybe they just had a baby and they want to lose weight and you are a weight loss um, coach for first time moms. And they're like, I've really been trying with my dieting and I've been going on walks, but it's still not working. Like, how do I get this weight off? And then as an expert, you're like, oh, well, what have you been eating? Oh, okay. Well just switch this around or add this to your diet. And that should get like five pounds off within the next couple of weeks. And it comes so naturally and content is really just answering questions for people. So think about the common questions that people are asking you and then answer it in content form. Oh, I love that. Just think about it. And it's true. It's like, what are the things that you're, even when you think about the the questions that your friends may ask you is what I always go back to say, like, what do people ask you the most? So, or about your product, what do your friends ask you the most? Where do they, what advice do they seek from you? And just kind of, I guess you're saying putting that answer into a content format. Is there a formula? So I love this. Like, you know, it's easy for you to be like three ways that you can do blank in 2021. That doesn't come so naturally to so many people. Do you have this, like, do you have like a brand guy? How do people work with you there? Like, tell us more. (laughs) Right. Um, So there's different ways, like, Another thing that I I teach my clients to do is to 
like acknowledge the mistakes people are making and then maybe create content out of that. So like three mistakes you're making when it comes to weight loss or three mistakes you're making when it comes to saving money, three mistakes you're making when it comes to blank. So that is like an easy way to create content. Um, and then if you want to teach somebody kind of like a how to, and you want to position yourself as an expert, a lot of us are usually teaching based on our experience. So we might teach like how I did transformation in a specific time frame without a common objection that our people have. Right. So one of mine a couple years ago, um, when I was running ads was like how, how I generated $102,000 in less than a year without running ads. So it was how I did, how that I we're now running ads for cheers to that. Girl. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, it's like, you just want to write content, like how you do this specific thing in this specific time frame without the common objection. Cause you'll find that people have their own common objections. Like, well, I can't lose weight because I just love bread too much, or I can't build wealth because I never learned about it in my family, or I I can't make money as a content creator because I don't have a huge following. Whatever that objection is, like people are going to eat that content up. Like here's how you can get results even when you think you can't basically. I love it. I love the transformation statement as well. It's something that we hit uh, very hard on and in your content. I think, I think one of the things that every brand needs to have is brand pillars, right? Even as simple as understanding to say, okay, here are our brand pillars and this is what we talk about. And this is what we stand for. And I think that the more that you just, you will, your audience will come to know as soon as you talk about that thing, like, Oh, Maya talks about that. Oh, Danielle talks about that. Oh, Jess talks about that. Oh, Sonera talks about that. Oh, whatever the brand is. And they'll come to know your brand pillars. Um, and I love when brands are very defined by those pillars. Yeah. I love that. It's so important for us to know that because it, it helps like keep us within our boundaries, so to speak. I know a lot of people are nervous about niching down and they think it's going to slim down their chances of reaching more people, but it really actually just helps people to target you better. Like you want people to be able to type something specific into Google and your name pops up because we seek things specifically. We don't seek things vaguely. So the more specific you are, the more likely you are to be found. Yeah. I'd love to actually ask your strategy against that. So um, you know, it, you are like, go, go niche or go wide. Like, what are, what is your opinion here? I definitely say go niche. Um, I think it's best to start niche than go wide. Usually we all start wide and go niche because we're finding that clarity, but we should, if we're starting out wide, it should be with the intention of going niche and it's easier, so to speak, to go wide once you've already built enough trust. So it's like, well, now I trust you with this specific thing. So it's easier for me now to trust you with multiple topics. I love that. And, and I agree with that as well. And I think that it works differently for different brands. Um, and, and I think you can start at different places, but we always say riches are in the niches. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you can honestly charge uh, for your worth because that's a very specific thing that you do for a very specific person. So let's talk about knowing your worth, the topic that everyone um, is here to learn from you. I want to say, like, I feel like you are the expert in this category. Every time I've heard you speak on a podcast, every time I've seen you speak on a panel, you know, at your conference, I swear I binge watch that thing. I could watch it nonstop. It should be like playing in the background all the time. You're just hyping me up with your dance moves. Talk about knowing your worth. What did you find? What is like the thesis that you have here? What are you finding that women are doing? And 
how, what do we need to do to change it? So what are you finding? So let's talk about that first. What, do, yeah. what are we doing as women? <laughs> well, I'm recognizing that a lot of people just aren't clear on the value that they are providing in terms of their service. So obviously there's value in terms of what you offer in business. And then you have your worth as a human being and your worth is your worth. Like you're worthy simply because you're breathing air. Like that's just flat out what it is. You're not more or less worthy if you wear lipstick, you put on lashes, or if you don't wear lashes and lipstick for the day, whatever, you're worthy, period. And then when it comes to your business, being able to position your value has a lot to do with first understanding what your value is. And so a lot of people don't know their value. So then they default to trying to position their value by talking a lot about how much time they put into something or how talented they are. And I've recognized this a lot with creatives. And so what I mean by that is, let's say you're a photographer and you're trying to justify your price point because it takes you two hours to shoot and it takes you four hours to edit and you think you're really brilliant. Like you think your talent is amazing. And in order to really understand your value, you have to understand one, what your ideal client is struggling with and two, the transformation that they are looking for. And so with creatives, with them valuing their time, their tools and their talent, thinking you should pay me because I have an expensive lens and because I'm shooting for this many hours and um, I'm editing with this, you know, unique way. A lot of people care about the transformation. Like how, how are you using your tools to create transformation for me? How will these photos help me change my business? How will these photos help me feel more confident? How will these photos, you know, affect our family when we show them to our grandkids down the line. You have to understand the transformation that your ideal client is looking for. And then you place your value on that because it's more about them than it is about you. I love that. And then the hours don't matter. And I've been sold to like this forever. Like I've always been sold to by the amount of hours that it takes, what makes that unique. And then we Uh, we like so much of the feature set selling versus the actual benefit versus the actual transformation. I've never thought about it, even from like a creative, like a photographer. I actually love that you're bringing it down to, it doesn't have to be for like big businesses. Can you share some more of those examples? Or if women, if you, if ladies, if you guys want to put some in the chat bot and kind of share your examples, I can run through it in real time with Maya to see how we can help you transform some of your statements to create that transformational statement versus trading time for dollars or those features to say, oh, I'm just talented more. So there you have it. I hope you guys really enjoyed this week's sneak peek with Maya Elias and all the incredible nuggets that she shared with us today, not only on Wind Down Wednesday, but getting a sneak peek of what it's like being in the room inside of the club. To join the club, go to join theceoschool.co if you want to be in the room with incredible women like Maya and so many others. I hope to see you guys next week for another incredible episode sharing some amazing inspirational stories with women on their way to the 2% or already there, as well as learning from incredible mentors along the way. So I'll see you guys next week. This is Sanira Madani, your host at CEO School. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We want to invite you to follow CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes you won't find anywhere else. 
We also have an absolutely incredible free resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building seven and eight figure businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you completely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love listening, screenshot the review and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way. See you in the next class.